Hey, this is Kiran Agrawal from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Rafay Kamal with us. He is among the top one percent realtors based on the sales volume. Rafay is an experienced multi-million dollar realtor and the founder of the Rafay Group. So let's welcome our today's guest, Rafay. Rafay, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kiran. Pleasure to be here. Okay, so let's dive right in. My my first question to you is: Please tell me how did this all started? Like, how did this journey of being an entrepreneur started? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I um, I'm an immigrant, so I've always had that immigrant hustle and mentality. And um, anytime you leave your your sort of the, the entire world and your friends and everything you know behind, uh, you have this sort of bug to to just achieve more than uh, the ordinary. So I've always been an entre- entrepreneur. Even back home, I remember 11 years old. I uh, would handwrite. Uh, uh these articles and uh, created a, t- a small little newspaper and i would go in our subdivision from house to house and i would try to sell them um uh, you know uh, in college i used to uh, uh manage bands and uh, started a music management company um after college i i owned a uh, cupcake shop uh, it was a uh, one of the first um mobile Ah, uh, Chicago-based cupcake shops. Where we were actually, we started with uh, a brick and mortar, and then um, uh, started getting uh, these uh, these trucks, uh, and then started going on on uh, cupcakes on wheel uh, sort of concept. Um, so I've always been an entrepreneur, but nothing was just gratifying enough. I wanted to figure out something, some sort of field where I was I was not only just uh, helping people achieve the American dream. um right which is again home ownership and and building up an asset and having uh, tangible assets to 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 grow your net worth but also in some capacity pay it forward um and that's kind of how uh, real estate stemmed from there with uh, the idea that listen let's start a large team let's be the best uh in our state uh do things at a high progressive level and just have a huge market share but at the same time bring in these young um entrepreneurs like myself when i was like you know in my 20s and early 20s and mid 20s and um uh, give them more coaching give them more guidance so that they can actually go and and have a better clear defined vision which i unfortunately didn't have i had to like figure out like i said i did one thing and other thing then i got into banking uh but but i had to like figure out all these things uh make a lot of mistakes and then get to this point where now it's very gratifying you know we we help uh thank god knock on wood we're going to we're going to sell over 150 million dollars worth of real estate this year i started my team in 2019 i used to own two real estate brokerages before that so i used to own a remax office that i first founded in 2015 a uh, second real estate office that i opened uh in chicago downtown in 2017 but again the um idea of being a broker owner um sure you can coach and train but i wasn't in a position where i was personally helping people out and i certainly wasn't in a in a position where i was leading a team and coaching people where they're rubbing shoulders with me every day so i think in 2019 i i sold my companies and i merged with uh, one of the largest independent real estate firms called compass uh we're one of their sort of initial partners uh we started the chicago market with them and um you know today we are the Uh, one of the top compass real estate agents in uh, the state of Illinois and we're ranked in top 10 out of 40,000 brokers in the entire state of Illinois. We're going to sell well over 150 million dollars and uh, we're going to help over 500 families this year so I'm I'm very excited about the future and um the growth that we've seen and next year we're planning on hitting a quarter billion dollar mark. 500 families help okay that's quite amazing you know. Everybody should dream big and you are a big dreamer. <laughs> 
Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I, you know, my dad always said, make sure. Uh, yeah, this one thing I got to add, Karen, real fast. My dad always used to tell me, and this is implanted in my head. He's like, listen, I don't, I don't have um, a problem if you, if you um, set a high goal and miss, but I have a real big problem if you uh, set a low goal and hit. Right. So the idea is always have an audacious goal. If, if someone says, you know, raise your hand as high as you can, a lot of people will do this. But then you're like, hey, raise a little higher. Then they'll do this. Then you're like, raise a little higher. They'll, they'll go this way. Well, the idea is like, why didn't you do this the first time when you knew you could go that high? So people like always like they don't they don't like going outside their comfort zone. People like being in their comfort zones. But the idea, again, is always set audacious goals and you're going to land somewhere that is beyond your imagination still. So always go for that, not unrealistic, but always go for that just extra zest, that extra oomph. And, and, and that's going to test your limits and it's going to show you who you really are. Absolutely. Out of all the wealth that is ever accommodated, it is not accommodated in the comfort zone. It is accommodated out of comfort zone. So my next question is, what are you curious about right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. What are you curious about right now? Man, there's so much I'm curious about. I, I, I feel like we have this one life and uh, there's so much to, to learn. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about what the future holds. I'm curious about how we can continue to help uh, people in the future as we're approaching this very digital uh, sort of world where everything is direct to consumer and uh, you know the service industry is sort of diminishing. Um, I'm curious about um, how how we can continue adding value for our for our team members, for our clients. How we can continue providing elevated level of customer service. But above all, I'm just curious about what what the future holds for 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 me. What what the end sort of my why? I, I feel like um, you know the, the two important days when you when you're born and uh, when you figure out your your the reason why you were born. So I feel like um, I'm still trying to figure out what what the the why is, and I think it's a very heavy sort of very loaded question is figuring out or finding your why. Um, you know, I think you have to test few things. You have to figure out your passion, um, and um, uh, it's it's got to be sense of giving. There's got to be sense of community in there. There's got to be sense of pride. And and once you have this vector circles and something in the middle, once you find out what that is. I think that's what your why is. So I'm on a journey and I'm curious of, of finding my why. I think that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm curious about is, is one day figure out, figuring out that, yes, this is why I was put on, on this earth for, this is my mission. And, and I have to accomplish that mission before I'm, before I'm done. Okay. And I pray that you find your why really soon and you help out more <laughs> and more people every day. <laughs> okay. So my next Thank question you, my is, uh, what is the biggest myth in the field of real estate? Like the most common myth. The biggest myth, the most common myth I would say is like all real estate agents are, are useless. I think that's, or, 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 or they're, they're just like after a commission only. I feel like when you're helping so many people, you know, when you're when you're selling 150 million or 200 million or 500 houses, 600 properties, or 600 people, it's not about commission anymore. Then it's really about helping people truly. It's really about making a difference in someone's life. So I feel like yeah, when you're starting out, when you've got like few deals and you're kind of uh, surviving and you're 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 sort of essentially um, uh, kind of making a living off every single deal you're closing at that point. Yes. I can see how people can think that, Oh, he doesn't have the best interest 
uh, in his heart. Uh, maybe he's looking for just a quick deal or not. Maybe he's a sleazy salesman or whatnot. But I think, I think, I think um, you know, real estate agents and in the real estate field particularly, I think there's a lot of um, experts in the in the area who can actually uh, really help people out quite a bit. Whether that's finding their dream home, making sure they're not making any mistakes along the way. If someone's looking to sell their property, making sure that they're covering all the bases. Um, you know, there's a huge demand for. Um, uh, for people trying to sell their own houses. It's called FISPO, for sale by owner. But a lot of people don't realize what goes into selling a house. Their disclosures, uh, you know, making sure the legality, the contract, showing the property, strategizing uh, to list the property correctly, marketing the property. That's a huge other portal altogether that we can, I mean, talk for 50 minutes on, on, on marketing a property alone. So I think there, there's a lot that goes into it. But above all, negotiation and the experience. You know, when you've sold over over 300, 400 million dollars worth of real estate in your career in a short few years, you've done enough where you've experienced every single um, scenario. And, and that scenario is what people hire me for at this point. So I think uh, the sort of a uh, myth out there that, oh, any broker can sell real estate or if you list the property, even in hot, hot market, we can we can sell our property ourselves. Sure, granted, anyone can sell anything. Any anything will sell, even if it's a box of cardboard, it'll it'll sell. But can you can you get the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time with all the strategies that that I've learned and, and making sure that it's a seamless process? That's the objective, right? If 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 you hire me and I can save you eight percent or nine percent more versus you trying to do it and selling it, you'll sell it as well. But now it's 9% or 10% more over a scheme of, I mean, if you look at the closing costs and statements, that's a lot of money that can be saved using an experienced professional real estate agent. So I think that's where the value of broker is, especially if someone who knows the market, who understands the market and has local connections. Absolutely. The one who knows is that one who grows. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so for sure. And, and it's all, it's, uh, you know, one more thing that it's funny you say that I, I think it's also just not about experience and wisdom and, and market knowledge, but it's also about connections. Fortunately, and God's been great, but I mean, we've, we've, we've got incredible partnerships and connections with some, when someone wants to buy a house and John Smith um, just using a random name is on the other side as a listing agent. Nine out of 10 times we know them and we have a good connection and relationship with them. And they know when we bring up an offer through, it's going to go the distance and it's going to be smooth process. So I can tend to get my clients a much better deal, even in a multiple offer scenario where there's seven, eight other offers, but our offer sticks out because they're like, you know what? We work with these people before. And when they bring an offer, it goes through and it's a smooth process. It's a, it's a, it's a peace of mind. You know, we, we don't have all these issues. They understand because we've done so many deals with so many people. They understand the system. Absolutely. And that makes complete sense. Like if you don't know something, you must not do it on your own because that would cause a lot of problems. <laughs> so having right. a real estate agent right. is absolutely the right choice before not having a real estate agent. Okay. So tell us what is absolutely. your biggest failure till now and uh, what was the lesson from it? Man, I, I, I listen, I, I don't think there's any failure in life. I think they're all just learning opportunities. That's my philosophy. I don't I don't think I have any failures. Every single I, I've made mistakes. I've, I've, I've made bad judgment calls. Uh, but you know what? Those were all learning. Cur those are the learning curve. Those are all learning opportunities. I call them gems. Right. So some of the the sort of um, I, 
opportunities is is quickly maybe earlier on in my career the importance of time management right i've i've missed out on opportunities because of bad time management before um uh, you know not focusing on what moves the needle in entrepreneurship in sales there's 80 20 rule it's called the pareto rule it applies to everything you know 20% of the tasks that i do on a daily basis moves the needle 80% of the time okay i'll repeat that again 20% of the tasks that i do on daily basis will move the needle 80% of the time the reason there's an 87% failure rate in real estate in in in, in the united states is because too often brokers when they become real estate agents they're spending 80% of time focusing on those 20% um uh or 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 80% of time that they're working on things that don't move the needle and only 20% of time they're focusing on things that move the needle so obviously they're working they're they're vibrating they're they're making things happen but at the end of the day the net results not there right because they're focused on everything else that doesn't move the needle rather than focusing majority of the time on things like prospecting um you know being out there networking meeting people following through following um uh, following back following up with them that kind of stuff so those are the things that i realized quickly that these are some of the um mistakes that i was making and now that we have a team i i tend to share that blueprint with them and i i tell them that hey listen this is how to structure your day this is what you need to do um so that you can be a very very successful real estate agent so we've essentially put a a foolproof uh blueprint if you do this half the time you're going to be a successful real estate agent. So I I again I I don't I always see it as listen if I make a mistake I write them down, right? So journaling is is another huge thing. I think everyone should journal every single morning. Um I I write everything every day that goes by, everything that happened negatively I write on the left side, everything that happened positively I write on the right side. And over a course of time, your left side should continue decreasing because you're working on them, the failures, and your right side which are positives should be increasing. right so it's almost like an amortization chart initially it'll be a lot of failures very few successes but as time goes by over the year it should be like opposite where your failures start going down because you're working on them so again use the failures or setbacks uh or threats or weaknesses as opportunities work on them because every single opportunity can be turned into uh you know a strength as well every single opportunity can be turned into a strength <laughs> that's what you said that's amazing yeah. okay so uh if we had a time capsule on the show okay although you don't look much more than 20 but if we had a time capsule oh, and not older than that yeah. we put you in that time capsule take you back to when you were 20 yeah. year old what would be that yeah. one piece of advice you would give to yourself that would have a major impact on your entrepreneurial journey yeah yeah i'll be i'll be like i'll be like find the founder of bitcoin buy it at $200 <laughs> and sell it at 40000 um Now I that'll be one advice I give. Now I mean the the one piece of advice I would say listen when I when I moved here to US and again um I I thought you know getting my undergraduate my master's degree and then climbing the corporate ladder was the way to go and and I did everything and I worked countless hours and I you know put a lot of heart and soul into it I, you know one advice I would say is start your business early you know don't care what it is I don't care if you're selling cardboard boxes I don't care if you're selling shoes you know used shoes I don't care if you're starting a real estate company I don't care if you're selling uh, suits or fabric I don't care if you're selling hair products whatever it is start your business and and you know that's why you have 9 to 5 to obviously that's your plan A to pay the bills but then have a passion project 
earlier, Karen, when I mentioned I, I had music management company, I had a cupcake shop, right? I, I, these things that I was doing, the idea was that these were my passion products, uh, projects, and I wanted to figure out which one would align better with me. I had few failures or setbacks, right? But I realized quickly that these are some of the things I can take away. These are my strengths. And then I took those strengths and then I put them in real estate. And that was sort of where I kind of found um, this piece. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I think I'm good at this and I can build a team and it's lucrative and I enjoy doing it. And I, it's a passion of mine. It's a hobby of mine. All signs pointed to that, which is kind of when I'm like, okay, you know what? This might be a good career. So my advice to myself would be, you know what? Don't focus too much on trying to impress people or climb this corporate ladder, figure out your true passion, and then just go all in. Sometimes it's okay to take a leap of, uh, of faith on yourself. You know, it's not, um, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, what if I don't make it? It's okay. In 20s, you're young enough where you can make so many mistakes and still be successful. But the, but, but the sort of, uh, the learn, uh, the, the learning and, and, and the, again, the experience, the wisdom, um, uh, you know, that you'll, you'll take from that experience is, is going to be lifelong. So ideally, again, um, you know, you kind of want to have a passion project, go all in, fund it with your full-time job, because obviously you do need money to survive. You do need, need money to pay bills and whatnot. But my advice to myself would be, listen, don't, don't worry too much about this corporate America. And, this, and some people are good with that. Some people don't want to take risks. They're, they're employees. Uh, and it's okay. Some people want to work nine to five. They want to put 40 hours and want to be done with it. But then if you're an entrepreneur, which Karen, you and I both are, we can't work for other people. It's tough, right? At the end of the day, it's not gratifying. So, so we, have to, we have to do something of our, our, our own. If, even if that means we have to put in 120 hours and make half the money, at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? It's my business. I, I built this. I founded this. So I think that is gratifying. And again, if you have um, a little bit of luck on your side, uh, hard work, grit, um, and and uh, the right network, I think you can really excel and, and make it very profitable. Absolutely. Start a business as soon as you can, because that is the way you can make wealth coming your way. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and again, it doesn't mean that the first business will take off, but the first business will teach you enough to start a second business, right? doesn't mean the second business will take off, but the first and second business will teach you enough and prepare you for the third one. So that it's, it's just a learning curve, like I said. But eventually, you'll figure out what you're good at. Absolutely. So, Rafe, tell us, uh, in your opinion, what do you think is that one personality trait that everybody should have to succeed in business? One personality trait, I would say, is being able to connect with people and having that likability factor, right? So some people call it understanding body language. Uh, some people say, you know, ultimately just being a good salesperson. I, I would say that's, that's and everything is sort of in, in, in engulfed or wrapped in that, right? Learning, reading, reading people so that you can kind of mirror their personality, right? Understanding, reading the room so that you're not saying things that you shouldn't be saying when, when it's not the right time. But, but learning the, the art of sales and communication, I think that is one life hack that goes the distance in any business. If, if people take me um, and put me in a completely new territory that I know nothing about, that I wasn't born in, raised, and I don't know anyone, I still know that I'll be able to build a successful business out of there. Right. Because I've learned these these hacks or, or, or I've, I've, I've sharpened the skill enough where I can communicate appropriately, 
I can make a sale appropriately. I can go and talk to someone, convince them essentially why they need to work with me, why it's in their absolute best interest that, that I'm the right man for the job. Having that ability and being able to persuade the, the power of persuasion and, and, and the ability influence, I think those are, those are some of the skills that I think um, everyone needs to learn. I think it's more important than learning calculus and accounting and this and that. I, I really think they should start having a sales course, I think, in, in every high school and, and college because I think sales is everything. I mean, Karen, when you're asking a girl out on a date, you're selling yourself, right? When you're going and transacting with the grocery person, you're 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 selling, you're 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 buying, selling, you're you're transacting right there. So sales is all around us. So people need to understand that. Uh, Introvert or extrovert, by the way, doesn't matter. Some people there's a misconception that oh, I'm not good with people. I'm I'm not an extrovert. I'm an introvert. It, I'm I'm an introvert, by the way. Yes, so I'm an introvert. I've taken multiple personality. I I. I avoid large crowds. I don't, I like my personal time. Uh, but you know what? I know how to turn it on now. I know how to turn it on. I know how to turn it off. I can switch it on. I can switch it off. So at this point of my life, I've again, developed enough skills where I'm pretty comfortable going and delivering a, a pitch in front of 20,000 people or one person. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, but what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is learn sales, regardless of your personality, learn the basic, the, the basic sort of, um, framework of that and there's an art behind it so uh, i think everyone everyone should should focus on that everybody should know sales even in high school they should teach sales that is what i should recommend to all the prime ministers <laughs> out there and the president yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know if they're gonna start selling sales in 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 high school or junior junior high whatnot but you know what there's steps with there's there's uh, skills to um um you know the art of persuasion how to influence people. And again, it all kind of like adds up again to, to this one final thing that would be how to be a good salesperson, right? And there's a lot to it. There's so many um, uh, sort of um, ancillary uh, extensions to that, right? But it all makes you a wholesome, well, well-versed person and, and a good salesperson. And it's not a bad thing. It's sales is only career where there's no cap. You can sell as much as you want. No one's going to tell you, hey, you can do that. Absolutely, for sure. So my next question to you, Rafe, is tell us what is that one life lesson your job has taught you, which everybody should learn at some point in their life? Life lesson that job has taught me. You know what? Again, I, I, I think learning to communicate with people appropriately and understanding them. Um, you know, God's given us two ears and, and one mouth for a reason, right? So we can talk less, listen more. So just actually willingness to understand and, and, and communicate with people effectively. I think uh, that's one thing that I've, that I've learned. Um, it says internet connection is unstable. So let me know if I need to repeat myself there. But, um, but yeah, going back to it again, the ability to effectively understand what other person is conveying that message is very important. So I think, you know, over the course of a few years, sitting with numerous, countless people, hundreds of clients across their kitchen table or, or dining table or whatnot, just understanding what they're looking for and then solving that problem with, with, with the experience or whatnot. Um, that's what I've learned. It's very important, you know, talk less, listen more. Some people, it's, it's tough for them, like I said, but, but that's, again, one thing that I've learned. Talk less, listen more. 
nice okay so tell me uh, what is your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs so so for me there's a book called miracle morning it's by a gentleman his name is hal elrod h a l last name is elrod um he talks about miracle morning how to like have the the perfect morning i think if we can perfect the morning if we can own the morning the day is only easier from there everything gets easier and easier in uh in in this book hell talks about uh savers uh it stands for silence when you wake up just complete silence for a few minutes you let your kind of thoughts and yourself kind of like you know register kind of you know in, in nothing no distractions A is for affirmations. In whatever career, whatever business, whatever you're doing, have some sort of affirmation that you know what I'm going to I'm going to do the best I can uh to the best in this career to 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 offer the best uh of myself to my clients to make sure that I'm I'm paying it forward. You know those sort of affirmations talking to yourself so that that's very powerful. When you say things and your brain registers that, that's very very powerful. It kind of sets your day moving forward. V is for visualizing or visualization. Visualize yourself doing your task list. Visualize yourself crushing your goals, crushing your, you know, your the task list that you've set up. See yourself actually making the calls or meeting the people or or making things happen, right? Um E is for of course exercise. Got to get the exercise, got to get the blood flowing. I'm guilty of that. There's so it's tough. I know it's it's not easy especially waking up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. in the morning and going out for jogging it's not easy but it needs to be done you know we can't be successful if we're not taking care of ourselves or if we're not healthy if we're not fit if we're not actually in the best prime condition uh the productivity suffers uh r is for reading make sure that your mind is sharp at all times learn right people have written books they've learn from their experience instead of making all the mistakes yourself over and over again you've got one life learn from people's lives they've lived these lives before they've been successful people like napoleon hill people like uh uh, uh you know dale carnegie uh you know uh, tim ferris uh, D- uh, you know ray dalio these people these are these are huge names these people have accomplished a lot so if you can learn and pay 10 bucks or 20 bucks for a book and take one tip that they they use in their life to be successful and we can implement that that's that's massive it can put you leaps and bounds ahead and then the last one is again we talked about it it's scribing scribing is another word for journaling so um you know journal journal your day talk about the successes and failures from the day before talk about what you're going to do moving forward talk about your goals uh journal those write them down because you're talking to yourself you're writing you're reading you're you're viewing all of that your your brain is is powerful uh machine so so you're you're constantly giving it positive things it's going to start reacting very positively as well so how did you stumble into so the, this so those are the, the the morning hack i just like gave you maybe more than you were asking for but yeah. that's that's my kind of productivity hack is like those savers how often did you start do this like do you do this monday to friday or monday to sunday and this is a, this is a lifestyle you do uh-huh. it every day you do it every day yeah you do it every day do it every day If, you, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you got to do it every day. Listen, that's why people pick the four nine to four or nine to five because it's easy. You get your two weeks off. You take your vacation. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. Being a leader is not easy. Leading people is not easy. You deal with a lot of a lot of negative or garbage or BS that comes with it. But at the end of the day, it is gratifying. It's not for everyone, but yeah. So so that's my favorite productivity hack. Have I done it consistently every day? Absolutely not. do i fail at it every day absolutely is it hard yes very very difficult but 
it's in my calendar and I try to make uh, an, an active effort to, uh, to do that every single day. That's nice. Like you have already given me a book, which is going to go to my bookshelf very soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there any yeah. other book that you would want to suggest uh, other than Miracle Morning? Like you took the name of Dale Carnegie. And yeah, how to, how to win and influence friends. I mean, that book needs to be read at least five times every every single every single year. Someone should read it <laughs> like over and over again. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, um, Richest Man in Babylon. Um, uh, you know, um, this book that I'm talking about, El- Elrod, uh, Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference on Negotiation. Uh, Jordan Belford's Straight Line Selling System, Way of the Wolf. I mean, there, there, there are hundreds of books, man. I mean, you know, I, I try to make an effort to read a book a month at least, but I don't want to just skim through it. If I skim through it and it doesn't make sense or I didn't get key takeaways, I would listen to the same book again. So, uh, so yeah, I try to read 12 books a year, but those books sometimes I have to read twice um, because I, I, I want to take key, key notes and, and takeaways. I normally read it once and then I listen on Audible the second time. So Audible is the time saver. So now I'm registering it in my in my head while I'm working out or running and this and that, but then and then I'm reading as well when I'm when I'm sitting down. So again, you know, um, some people prefer one or the other. I try to do both of them. Nice. Okay. Now, uh, Rafi, tell us, did you always thought about becoming a real estate agent? Like how did you become a real estate agent? Is it this happened to you? Yeah what what happened exactly just, just like that like you're saying no i never planned for it i never no i don't think anyone grows up uh, <laughs> uh fantasizing about becoming a real estate agent it was it was um uh, a funny story so after graduating college actually when i was in college i think it was like sophomore year or, or, or junior year I, w- I was going to depaul university in chicago downtown and i got a job at the a bank called bank of montreal here in um, chicago uh, back in the day, it was called Harris Bank. So I was working there. I was trying to, again, climb up the corporate ladder, ambitious. And, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be banking. I want to be wealth advisor. And I want to be advising people on how to spend money and like take care of their portfolios and whatnot. But again, at the end of the day, it was not gratifying enough. It wasn't mine. It wasn't my business. It was something that I could like call the shots or make make a true difference, right? Yes, I can help rich people maybe uh, make more money or whatnot. But I, I, there wasn't there was nothing about American dreams. So you know, one day I came back, I was frustrated, just not happy, just not like kind of not feeling the, the banking world anymore. This was like year sixth into it, I think. And, and we were one of the, I was one of the top bankers nationally. And the branch that I was part of was one of the top branches in entire Chicagoland, um, entire Midwest, uh, where the CEO actually flew in from, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, Canada at that point um to to kind of meet us and see what we were doing differently because we were crushing the numbers but again just wasn't gratifying enough and i wasn't appreciating it so i remember i came back home and i put on uh this reality tv called bravo tv and i uh remember it was season one or season two episode some crazy episode like halfway through in the middle um of million dollar listing and it was this 18 or 19 year old kid and he was selling real estate dressed up very nicely and and i saw like a commission tag come up it was eighty thousand dollars one deal i'm like holy crap what's <laughs> go- like what is this like what do i have to do to be you know so so that's that's how i kind of I'm like man that's what i want to do like what am i doing like in banking like that's that's boring stuff i mean and then again you know kind of you put two and two together and you're like well i mean if i do this i'm not helping people like 
build their wealth or whatnot. I'm actually helping people who are trying to buy first time home. I'm helping them build their net worth or, you know, help them achieve the American dream or some immigrant who comes from, you know, Mexico or India or Canada or China or Pakistan, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm helping them learn about the area, help them make the biggest, one of their biggest financial decisions in their life. That's a lot more gratifying where they have a roof over their head and they're going to have equity appreciation and they're going to be able to say, you know what, I'm a homeowner versus someone saying, oh yeah, I got $10 million in my stock portfolio. I just like, you know, this guy like shuffles my stocks and whatnot. It, it just like at the, at the end of the day, I, I, I just thought that was a lot more appealing and gratifying the flexibility, the ability to now build a team and coach my, my team. I've got 30 team members now. So I'm giving, you know, five people, I've given them an opportunity to be part of our operations team. I pay their payroll, you know, having a team member, about 25 team members, most of them in their early twenties, you know, sharing my success and sharing the blueprint of the success and, and the path to be a successful real estate agent. That's, that's gratifying because now I'm able to pay it forward. You know, I'm able to show them, hey, don't make these mistakes. Do this, do this. And, and you know, you'll be successful. And some of these people aren't going to make more money than um, a doctor will make. So, um, you know, not only it's gratifying, it's financially rewarding as well. It's, um, uh, you know, emotionally, it's, 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 a, it's a great gig. I mean, it does kind of bog you down sometimes because you're, you're also punching back for a lot of people. Anything that goes wrong, you're, you're the first one to like, you know, under, under you know, sort of uh, uh, kind of the, the pressure here. But, but that's why I guess uh, at the end of the day, it is gratifying because you're dealing with people's emotions as well. And you're kind of managing that. Absolutely. It is totally much more gratifying than banking. <laughs> at <laughs> least for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, for me. so tell us uh, if you could start a business tomorrow, okay, start all over again. Uh, including real estate, what business would that be? Like, would you go into real estate again or would you try to find your passion somewhere else? What would that be? All over again? And I, I, I guess we're good at it. So I would just start this all over again, but I'll start it a lot earlier. I'll start it when I was 21, 22. So that, you know, by the time I'm, I'm, I'm in my thirties or mid thirties, I'm just like, I'm, 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 I'm done with it. But again, I would, I would, do things a little bit more differently instead of like going into opening, trying to open brokerages or doing it solo. I would, now that I know how to like build it and develop the system, I would do it a lot quickly. You know, it hurts to see some of my good friends that got in the business and, and weren't successful and left the business a year into it or two years into it and just weren't very successful in it. You know, being able to kind of share with them that, hey, listen, let's do this together. Allow me to help you. Allow me to show you. Having that again, that, that blueprint for, for them and, and the path kind of trailblaze that uh, the path to success. I think that's, um, that's what I would do. And again, you know what, once you get in real estate, there are other opportunities that open up. There's um, uh, investing in tangible assets and investing in buildings and condos and apartment buildings, whether that's helping, you know, then, then opening other ancillary partnerships, insurance and inspection and um, title work and uh, mortgage. So you can like, you can figure out what your passion is along the way, but it all stems from, from, you know, one larger industry and then you all those large industries have ancillaries to that so i i would say again i would do that just because i i know the business i i know i'll be good at it um what i'll do once i retire i don't know i probably like move to somewhere in pacific northwest and uh um, i don't know have a have a husky farm or something where i would like i don't know so something completely different from real estate or finance just uh yeah that'll be 
that'll be just for myself for my sanity okay good to know that uh, so tell us rafe uh, what makes you different from other realtors like what makes your team different from other realtors why should people choose you uh, instead of somebody else man i i, I the simple answer is like hard work and and work ethic i i think there're very very few people that can outwork me there are some i there's some good friends of mine that that are machines and even i'm like holy cow how are you like just all the way like you just like never and they're more disciplined than i am they're more focused than i am they work harder than i do i mean they're people and they're my idols and you know i kind of i kind of look up to them and respect them but i know that i can outwork a lot of people and and they can't come to uh the level of sacrifice that i will be willing to make to get my clients the best deal or to to make my team the most successful or to um attain or achieve the numbers or goals that we have um i i think not too many people come very close to that so you know again yeah experience obviously comes from work ethic and and hard work the more you work the more you do the more you'll you'll gain experience the more closings the more clients and what not so it all kind of stems from work ethic and hard work so you know and 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 second thing is loyalty i i feel like i'm i'm loyal to my team i'm loyal to my clients i look out for their best interest have i made mistakes absolutely uh i'm a human i i everyone makes mistakes uh but again like i said earlier there are no failures you learn from those opportunities and you try not to repeat those absolutely true there so now tell us rafe uh is there any golden nugget that you would want to share with the audience listening to this podcast the emerging entrepreneurs the realtors uh which could help them in their entrepreneurial journey yeah i i would say i would say learn to trust yourself a little bit and and not second guess yourself too much sometimes and 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 there's a gut feeling everyone has that it's kind of like some people call it the sixth sense some people like it's a gut feeling learn to trust that gut feeling a little bit and and that can that can do there's a little voice uh there's a little sixth sense that yeah I should do that or maybe I should have done that you know then you should try it again especially if you're in early 20s there's no reason to make as many mistakes as you can make as many mistakes as you can that's that's one that's one golden nugget don't don't go playing the game so risk free right absolutely take as many risks as you can because it's going to take one right idea or one risk that'll pay off <laughs> just you just have to get right once uh, to become successful in entrepreneurship that's it that's it one one right idea can be a million if not a multi million uh, potentially a billion dollar idea absolutely but it all stems from taking those risks and making those mistakes taking the risk comes first if you want to become an entrepreneur because without risk you cannot be an entrepreneur absolutely okay. so absolutely. where can the listeners find you rafe man they can find me anywhere i mean i just google me and i'm and i'm pretty much everywhere um of course facebook uh instagram um uh, you know add my team please add at personally like i'd love to connect with you guys uh look up rafe kumar q a m a r uh, i think it's r a f a y underscore q a m a r that's my handle um uh, please connect with me i'd love to follow back and and connect with you share any experiences um you know any um advice that people need i'm happy to uh like i said pay it forward uh my team's handle is kumar group again it's q a m a r last uh, piece of that is group so follow our team we've got young ambitious real estate agents 
so maybe you can kind of relate to some of those people as well. A lot of them, like I said, are in their early 20s, mid 20s. So we've got a pretty young, dynamic, uh, good looking team. And um, I, I think that's uh, those are kind of the two most common ones. This kind of best way to communicate with me. Okay, so Rafay underscore Kamar and the Kamar group. That is where you can find him on Instagram. So that was today's episode of the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show. Today we had Rafay with us. Rafay, thank you for being on the show. Kiran, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. I am your host Kiran Agrawal signing off. You guys take care till then. Bye.